Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Four years ago, went 90 miles south of Key West. And I don't think I ever have any desire to go back. It's a podcast. Just a bit of a contrast. From what I'm used to, I usually have to talk fast. Because there's four people sharing the mic. But this is just me, so I say whatever I like. It might be serious. Sometimes it might be funny. Sometimes you'll scratch your head and say, Brian is such a dummy, but it's just me. I ain't got no help. This is Brian Grimes, and I'm talking to myself. It is Brian Grimes. It is my podcast. It is talking to myself. Uh, back in 2015, so four years ago uh, on July 29th um, is the actual date. Uh, totally depends on when you're listening to this. We've been over the space time continuum with podcasts before uh if it was four years ago to this date or not uh went to cuba with the radio station i don't know if you guys remember if you've listened to johnny's house on xl 1067 for any length of time you know when they um open the uh, border for us to travel freely back and forth uh between cuba uh one of our goals was to broadcast from cuba that's one of the things we wanted to do um and so we Talked to a bunch of people here, talked to some people from sales. They had some contacts with the charter company, went to Cuba, uh, and we made it happen. But there was so much to that 72 hours, oh, and my God, the weeks leading up to it that people really haven't heard about yet. Um, that was just crazy. So I'm going to do my best to kind of recap it from my memory now because it was crazy. I do have no desire to go back, but it was one of those experiences that I'm glad that actually happened. Now, there was a plan to go to Cuba. And it was right around our vacation time. We were all on vacation. We usually take vacation uh, end of July. Um, and so it was supposed to happen. Then it fell through. And then it was supposed to happen. Um, and then all of a sudden we're on vacation. And they're like, look, you guys need to come back a little bit early because we worked out this Cuba thing. Now, originally, I don't even think I was supposed to go originally. I don't think I was um, actually included uh, in the original travel list, but it turns out that I went. And it's a good thing that I did because there was a whole bunch of technical stuff uh, that had to get done down there. And so me being there was actually uh, a good thing. So it's a good thing that I went. Uh, but I don't think I was originally supposed to go. So at the beginning, I was just like, whatever, I'm not going anyway. So doesn't matter to me. Uh, and I really had no desire to go check out Cuba. Uh, but then whatever happened, happened. Next thing I know, it's, hey, get your stuff together. You guys are going to Cuba tomorrow. Uh, at the time, Laura Diaz was still on the show. She was pregnant. Uh, Johnny was actually on his honeymoon, I think. Uh, and I was on vacation. Um, and so we get the message that we're going to Cuba uh, and we're leaving tomorrow. So get your stuff together. Now, they had their paperwork already started. Uh, Johnny and Laura did. Because even though travel was open to Cuba, it wasn't like you could just come on down. Like, you're going to Montana. That's not how it was. Um, you still had to have reasons to be there and fill out all the paperwork and all that stuff. Um, and so I didn't have my paperwork started at all. Uh, I just grabbed my passport and packed a bag. Um, and they said, you guys and our engineer, Simon, uh, who was part of the story from the very beginning, um, said, meet at the airport. You're meeting this guy. You guys are going to Cuba. 
which was weird. Didn't have any plane tickets. I've never gone to the airport without an actual plane ticket before, which is just weird to me. So um, they said, just meet there. You guys are going to Cuba. This guy's going to be there. He's your contact. Um, so we get there and not together. We all arrived separately. And I, I think I got there first. Um, and so I'm walking into the airport um, and I don't see anybody and I don't have any tickets and I don't even know where I'm supposed to go. And we're on like a charter flight. So there's not like a, a Delta terminal that you go to. So they said, just go over here by this gate and kind of hang out like, you know, where the check-in is, not the gate because you can't get to the gate without going through security. Um, so I just go and I stand there and I'm just kind of waiting around. I, and I wish throughout this whole weekend, honestly, I wish through the whole 72 hours that we had like cameras just following us around because um, it would have made for a crazy video when you edit it down. Uh, so I get to the airport. I'm the first one there. Got my stuff. Got no plane ticket. Don't know exactly how I'm getting to Cuba. I just know I'm supposed to go to Cuba. So I'm standing by a pole. And I'm just looking for someone that I know. Uh, and I see Johnny Magic walk through the airplane or air, airport doors. So I see him and I wave. And he comes over. Now we're hanging out together. Uh, and then I believe Simon the engineer shows up next. And so now we're hanging out together. Uh, and then Laura shows up. And so now we're here. Um, and we're all basically with the same information. It was like the amazing race, like go to the airport and figure it out type thing uh, and meet your contact. But none of us have tickets. Uh, none of us know exactly what's going on. Um, and so we're just kind of hanging out. And then our contact shows up and I can't for the life of me think of his name. Uh, we'll just keep calling him our contact for sake of the story. Um, so he shows up and he's like, hey, I'm your guy. I'm taking you to Cuba. I do charter flights. And that's the way it worked. He does charter flights and takes groups down to Cuba. And he's been doing that for a long time, arranging that. And a lot of times it's, you know, uh, Cuban Americans and people that have family back in Cuba going. But for the first time, it was going to be a radio broadcast going. So we grab all of our stuff um, and we're hanging out and we get everything we need, all the paperwork started and everything. And I don't have exactly what I need to get into Cuba, but... We're going to work it out. It's cool. No big deal. Everybody gets their stuff together and we head over to the terminal to get on the plane. Um, so we are getting on the plane and uh, we get on and there's no pilot there. There's a crew, but there's no pilot there. Um, so we're just kind of hanging out all boarding the plane. A bunch of people boarding with us. Uh, it's a big plane, but it's not full by any means. It's probably not even a third of the way full, but most of the people that are going have big trash bags of stuff to take back to their family, but that's not why we're going. So we're sitting in the front of the plane and uh, we're just kind of waiting. Um, you know, 10 minutes turns into 20 minutes, 20 minutes turns into 30 minutes, 30 minutes turns into an hour. And we still are sitting on the runway with no pilot. So at this point, our contact is getting a little excited because he's like you know what's going on what's going on what's going on and he was super high strung anyway if you ever seen the movie airplane uh it was like one of the guys from the movie airplane uh, old school movie back in the 70s i think 70s maybe 80s uh anyway so i have to get to cuba and i have to go to what they keep calling the ministry of communication now i don't even know if that exists but they keep saying that's where i need to go when i get there because i don't have the correct paperwork well the problem with that is it closes at a certain time so now we're sitting on the runway and we've got no pilot and um, we need to get to Cuba, as far as I know, by five o'clock to get my paperwork. Now, I don't know what happens if I don't get my paperwork, but at the time, you got to remember, Cuba had just been open to travel for us. And so, I mean, who knows what happens? I've seen Locked Up Abroad. I don't want to end up in a Cuba jail. So I'm getting a little nervous and I keep asking you, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We're all kind of sitting on the plane. Uh, our contact starts to get really kind of stressed out 
And he starts freaking out because there's still no pilot. Well, the pilot was at lunch. So finally the pilot gets on the plane, goes into the cockpit, and he's ready to do his thing. Uh, and this guy's freaking out because we're still not taking off yet. Uh, and so I guess he's yelling at somebody. And one of the lines that I'll always remember, and our engineer Simon always does it perfectly, and there's a meme every year we send it to each other. Uh, there was a point where the guy goes, <laughs> there's two, two parts. The guy goes, I have five radio personalities back here like that's a huge deal like oh let's take off now there's a couple of radio people on the plane um but the guy goes well would you like to talk to the captain and he goes yes i would and he like busts into the cockpit which to us is insane you don't do that <laughs> like on a plane you don't do that but this is like a weird charter flight to cuba so it happened and it was so crazy so we finally take off we're going to Cuba. It's a short flight, obviously, because it's just 90 miles south of Key West. So it's just past Miami, basically. Uh, short flight. So we're flying to Cuba. Uh, we land, and we are never going to make where I need to be by 5 o'clock. The Ministry of Communication, they call it. So we land. Uh, we get off the plane. Uh, and you don't get off the plane in the terminal like you do in an airport here. You get off the plane like out on the runway. Uh, it's hot. <laughs> it's July. And you walk into this hangar type airport it's really not that nice it's kind of like a big warehouse um and it's it's really weird like security is pretty tight uh we had some broadcast equipment so that caused some problems uh we couldn't get through like security uh well you know i did johnny did uh laura did uh simon our engineer could not because he had all of the radio equipment so they pulled all that aside they're taking it all out of boxes they're speaking spanish simon doesn't know spanish thankfully laura does know spanish so laura's trying to translate and you know kind of grease the wheels to see if everything can get through so we can do our radio broadcast um and well the guy our contact um gets a little high strung again because now we need to get to the hotel the ship has sailed on my paperwork, but they've let me through security, so I think I'm going to be okay, at least for now. We've decided we're going to find the Ministry of Communication the next day. Uh, so the engineer can't get through with all of his equipment. So they take him to like a small interrogation room, like locked up abroad style interrogation room. And Laura's in there translating because Laura's the only one that speaks Spanish. And our contact is losing his mind, yelling at the Cuban officials. And we're all out there going, oh, my God, what is this guy doing? We're all going to end up in Cuba jail. Nobody wants to go to Cuba jail. So finally, uh, we weren't back there, but Laura told us the story. The guy from Cuba, the, the security guy, goes, look, I'm not talking to him anymore. I'm only talking to you, to Laura, because Laura's sane and can speak Spanish. <laughs> so um, finally, we get that worked out, but they keep... The equipment they confiscate most of the equipment um they don't want us broadcasting anything out of the country that they don't have kind of control of we worked around that uh i'll tell you that story in a little bit uh so we finally get all of our stuff together uh and it's about time to leave the airport well i gotta go to the bathroom because i've been sitting there forever um so i go into the bathroom uh at the airport and it is so weird there's no toilet seats on any of the toilets um and there's a lady in the bathroom and I guess, again, I don't really know Spanish. So I went to the bathroom, um, but I had to pay like a toll to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> and I didn't know if I was supposed to pay it because I was afraid if I didn't pay it, um, she would 
you know, give the hootie hoo and Cuba security would throw me in Cuba jail. Because let's remember, I have not made it to the Ministry of Communications, if that's even a thing at this point. So my paperwork ain't even right. So I paid her to get out of the bathroom. And by the way, if you wanted toilet paper, she would sell that to you too. Uh, so I paid her to get out of the bathroom. We finally get out. Uh, we leave the airport or the hangar and we get into the oldest minivan you've ever seen. I think it had something like 700,000 miles on it. I mean, there is no real like restrictions on emissions and stuff in Cuba. So like the air is just thick with gas fumes because these cars run forever. So we get into a, a van, a minivan that has like 700,000 miles on it. Uh, and we start our trek to our hotel. So now we're going to Havana. Uh, and I know there's uh, one hotel that's kind of famous and known and big there. And I think, you know, not necessarily the celebrities, but people stay there. Um, but that's not the one we're staying in. We're staying in one right up the block. Now, in Cuba, it's a four-star hotel. Here, it's probably about two and a half stars. If you were doing Priceline, you wouldn't bid any more than like maybe $129 on it. Maybe, if that, depending on where you were. Uh, but the lobby was beautiful. So we get into the hotel, we go inside, um, and we go to check in. Well, problem is, in Cuba, they don't take any American credit cards. None. Like, there is none. Uh, so there's no way to go to the ATM and get extra money. It's whatever cash you have and you exchange. Uh, and they tax you for exchanging it as well. Um, and that's it. So none of us have an, a credit card that's going to work, uh, including our contact. Um, and we get to the hotel, and it was all supposed to be set up through this charter company. Well, they don't have our vouchers to pay for our rooms. So now we're sitting in the hotel lobby in Cuba uh, with no rooms and not even enough money if we pulled it together to get rooms for everybody because uh, we were only going to be there for 72 hours, so we didn't bring a whole ton of money, and our credit cards don't work. So back and forth on that for a little while. Uh, rooms are not paid for. Rooms are paid for. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. I have radio personalities. And uh, finally, we all got into our rooms after probably about 45 minutes or so. Uh, they worked it out. So we get up into our rooms, and it's 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 not like rat trap hotel, but it's definitely probably one of the top two worst places I've ever stayed. Um, and so is what it is, whatever. We didn't spend a whole lot of time in the room. Um, that night, we kind of went up to the top of the hotel. It was kind of cool. The top of the hotel was pretty cool. It had a nice pool out there, and there was some live music, and the bar was cool. Uh, mojitos were delicious. Um, and you could see basically all of like Havana from there, which was really cool. Um, the uh, the building next to us was giant, like this giant, giant building and vacant. And apparently it was where the Russian government used to be housed uh, when they were there. But when they pulled out, they just didn't do anything with the building. It was just this giant building. Um, so we didn't stay up too late because the next morning we had to go find the Ministry of Communication. At least that's what I think it's called uh, to get all my paperwork finalized. Uh, and we got to find out, you know, how we can broadcast because there's no way to broadcast. So we meet our contact in the hotel lobby in the morning after not the best night of sleep in the world. Um, and it's Cuba. It's a tropical island. It's hot. So all I pack is shorts because, well, that's what you wear when it's hot. Um, so we get in the car and we're driving around. Uh Find out our contact who does these charters to Cuba all the time doesn't speak Spanish. He only speaks English. So I'm not sure how we're supposed to function at this point because we don't have Laura with us. We got myself, Simon, our engineer, and our contact. And we're just going to drive around trying to find the, quote, Ministry of Communication. 
So what we did was stop at anything that had anything to do with communication. <laughs> I think we stopped at a newspaper. I think we stopped at a TV station uh, and a radio station. And we finally found the government building that we were looking for um, where I had to get my paperwork filled out and sign some stuff. Well, go to walk in and they stop me, put a hand on my chest. And I'm thinking, oh, hell, here it comes. I'm going to Cuba jail. But that's not the case. Apparently, in Cuba, you cannot wear shorts inside of a government building. But I don't know that because I'm not from Cuba. So I can't go inside to get the paperwork that I need to get to sign to be able to be there to begin with. But I also can't explain that to anybody because I don't speak Spanish. So we finally found a guy who kind of speaks a little bit of English and he comes and explains it to us. I can't go in with with the short pants on. Um, and he's kind of making fun of me. Like, who? I'm an idiot. Like, who comes to a government building in short pants? And I'm like, who walks around on a tropical island in jeans in July? Like, who's the dummy here, me or you? So they get the paperwork, and they actually bring it to the door. They honestly would not let me in. Like, they held to that. They wouldn't let me in. Held out the paperwork through the door so I could sign it and then hand them my stuff. Uh, And then they went back and processed it, and then they brought it back out to me. I honestly was not allowed in with short pants on. Uh, we went and we found a uh, magazine that he had a contact with, our contact, um, to help us with the broadcast situation um, for the next day. So after all of this, we finally get back to the hotel, and we're just going to walk around Cuba a little bit and check it out. So uh, hook up with Johnny and Laura uh, and Simon, and our engineer, and myself, and we just kind of bounce around Cuba. It's kind of cool, you know, to see how everybody lives. You know, they were super laid back. That's one of the things. Uh, I And I guess it's because, like, there's... Very at least this is all opinion, of course. I don't, I'm not a Cuban expert, uh, but it seemed as if because there wasn't that like keeping up with the Joneses thing going on, like it wasn't always trying to one up the next person who has the next thing, it's basically just getting by. It seemed like it was super kind of chill and laid back because of that, which I guess was kind of cool. So we walk around, we go to the little shops and the little uh, like street markets where they have art and stuff for sale. Um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, went down to the big main hotel and checked it out. Uh, and then we found a uh, high-end, I'm using air quotes, restaurant um, to have lunch slash dinner. So we sit down um, and we look at the menu and we got like so much food. I'm not kidding you. We ordered everything. Like we ordered so much food. Lobster tails were like two bucks. So we're just like, oh yeah, give me four lobster tails. We ordered all this food. Rum and Cokes were 25 cents. But it was a nice quote air quotes again i'm using a lot of air quotes in this one uh restaurant so we got like all this food steaks lobster tails uh rum and cokes tons of food uh for all of us our tab was like 24 dollars or something like that it was crazy uh, so we eat all this food and we go uh check out the uh main hotel which is on the waterfront uh and because a lot of people don't have tvs and stuff to watch uh everyone kind of congregates and watch the sun go down which is pretty cool Pretty awesome. So we did that. Then the next morning, uh, we walked down to that place and decided that's where we would do our broadcast from. Uh, The way it had to work, because they stole our broadcast equipment, well, not stole it, confiscated it, um, was we had to kind of record it ahead of time and then send it over uh, to be aired back here. So we set up everything to kind of on the sly record because we weren't sure if we were allowed to record. So we did that, and it's on the table, and we're just sitting out there uh, kind of enjoying the morning and doing the show, kind of talking about whatever. And we see this guy keep looking at us and we're like, oh man, they're onto us. Like they know we're recording and they're going to throw us in Cuba jail. Um, So he's watching us for a little while longer, watching us, watching us. And then finally he comes over and he says, excuse. And I'm like, ah, hell, here it comes. 
<laughs> like this is it. This is where we go to Cuba jail. Uh, and he was actually a waiter. He was just coming to take our order to see if we wanted anything, but we thought he was going to shake us down. Um, so we did the broadcast. Uh, you have no idea the hoops it took to get it back here to be on the air. Oh my gosh. Uh, Ray was back here trying to help us out with that on the technical side back here, and it was such a headache. Uh, we finally got all the files transferred back over. Uh, we went on the air from Cuba here, which was pretty cool. Um, and now it's time for us to wrap it up and go. Of course, leaving can't be smooth because nothing about this has been smooth. So uh, the morning we're supposed to check out, getting all my stuff together, uh, I take a shower. And the way the shower was set up is it's a tub, but it had like a pole that held the shower up because it wasn't like a, a shower coming out of the wall. So we take a shower, uh, or I'm taking a shower, and um, I went to turn the knob and I broke the pole from the shower. So now it falls down, smack. It makes this loud, crazy noise. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, you know, the police are going to come and see what the hell's going on in this room or whatever. I mean, of course, I'm paranoid. So um, it falls, it breaks. Now I'm freaking out because I don't know what to do. I don't want to tell them I broke it because I'm afraid they're going to shake me down and I don't have any money and my credit cards don't work here to even pay for it anyway. And I'm not even sure my paperwork's right because I had short pants on and I couldn't go in the building. So I rigged it back up the best I could, um, checked out of the hotel, and we're headed to the airport. The entire time we're sitting at the airport waiting to get on the plane, every time anybody with any sort of Cuban uniform of any sort walked by, I mean, it could have been a Cuban Dunkin' Donuts uniform, I freaked out because I thought, well, they're coming to get me <laughs> because I broke the shower. Uh, but they didn't. Uh, we got on the plane and we flew home and uh, everything ended up okay except for that Laura and I got so sick the next day and we think it's because we ate some government cheese pizza uh, from the hotel buffet. So, that was our trip to Cuba four years ago, uh, and I don't think that I ever want to go back. Make sure you check me out at thebriangrimes.com. You can check out, uh, of course, my podcast on the iHeartRadio app, uh, get all the episodes that you missed, and anywhere else that you could find all your favorite podcasts. It's Talking to Myself. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.